that the hairy one? Oh no, I'm the sorry. Hand, right? Uh, yeah, the hand. Thing is a hand. Yeah. What's the hairy one? Oh, uh, Uncle something. No, that's Uncle the Cracker. bald one. Oh yeah, cousin, yeah. Cousin, <laughs> cousin, cousin, not cousin, not cousin, cousin Eddie. Eddie, not cousin Eddie, cousin, cousin Harry, Eddie. cousin Harry. If only we had a phone. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. We really know our Adams family trivia. Cousin, it's coming to me. I can feel it. Two D's. Adams family cousin. It cousin it with two T's. Oh, really? Okay. Cousin so it. what's the hand? Thing. The thing. thing, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I was getting thing and it confused. They're basically the same <laughs> word. It's it means the that's same the thing. thing. Oh Co- no, that's it. Cousin it, right yeah, here. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I didn't see cousin it in it though, but I may have missed that episode. I didn't he walk old. around and like? <laughs> didn't he make a sound? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know what we're talking. I haven't about. watched. You never Adam seen family? Adam's Family? No. Ah. The Adam Family. Uh, it's Did a very Wednesday's a very unique protagonist yeah one of the reasons i didn't like it uh i mean one of the i liked it but one of the reasons it was just different wednesday was different there was more magic and like uh wolves and Hmm. vampires and yeah it's that was which is not the adams family right but this was like they tried to make like kind of hogwarts Mm. so it wasn't the premise wasn't the premise is like the adams family is just living in a world with all this like magic stuff i guess like right there's they're expanding normals. past the adams family i guess yeah there's normal people and then there's a bunch of hmm. that's cool i need Others. to watch that that's good and the last of us last of us was really good how would uh how did uh pedro do great yeah uh, has he ever failed at anything i mean in his life? no he's he's the best he's he's amazing i love him and the mandalorian season three is coming oh out oh my gosh I'm when i have my cup to get ready for it nice See this the mandalorian <laughs> cool. cup i, wa- you know I made that? it through like three episodes of the first season <gasps> that was it yep wow. mm. what did you not like about it that it was star wars and no it's awesome. not i didn't like it it would just fade it off i mean i'd probably pick it back up i'd watch it <laughs> again you should yeah pedro pascal and Grogu can't beat that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those mean. <laughs> I don't know what a Pedro Pascal is. <laughs> I was thinking Pedro and Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Nope, different. <laughs> All right, well, we ready? Yeah, I guess. Let's After do it. that, yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Untold Podcast, the podcast that tells the untold stories of history. In this podcast, two of us compete to tell the best story you've probably never heard before. So join us as we uncover new stories each week together. This is Untold, the podcast. Hey everybody, what's up? It is Grace here with episode two of season two. I'm joined by our my friends Shelby Woo-hoo! and Grant. Hey. And uh, the truth is out there. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> we're off to a great start here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're excited that you're with us. Um, if this is your first time joining us, what we like to do is um, I am the host this week. 
I have given Shelby and Grant a topic, uh, and the topic this week is beginnings. So mm. they can keep, they can pick any story from history that ties into that topic, and uh, they're both going to tell a story from history. And um, throughout that process, I will be awarding points. Ah, uh, yeah. With that bell, Grant, don't get used to that noise. That's yeah. coming from me. <laughs> I was about to say, get ready to hear that a lot from mm. my story. So yeah, uh, before we get started though, I want to get to know our contestants a little bit better. So I have a question for y'all. Okay. Um, with the idea of beginnings in mind, I know it was a while before I felt like a grown up. When was the time in your life that you felt like a grown up for the first time? Still don't. Still don't. <laughs> what, what is adulting? We're all just out here winging it, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have it together. Man, that is a tough question. Well, start with you. When when was yours? Um, I I mean, I don't think it was a specific event as much as like I would say mid to late twenties. Like I remember, I, well, high school, college, immediately after college, I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm a grown up. I've got this. And then the older I got, the more I was like, oh my gosh, I was a child. Mm-hmm. College students. I think yeah, that's probably the same story. It's like okay. You always set these markers, like once I graduate, mm. once I get a job, once I get married, once I have a kid, and every time you cross those thresholds, you're like, no, no I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> the reality of being adult is coming to the realization that no one knows what they're doing. We're just all a bunch of messy people mm. struggling through life. Well, and I deep. feel like further along, you realize that more and more. I feel like I was a more confident, quote unquote, oh, adult. Yeah. You think you know it. At 25 yeah. than I am at mm. 35. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Just wait till your kids get to that age then. Oh my God. <laughs> I, God bless parents because that that's going to annoy the crap out of me. Have you uh, apologized to your parents for all the uh, grief you gave them when you're in your 20s? You probably should. I'm just, <laughs> just a blanket <laughs> apology. Just, hey, I'm uh, sorry. From the ages of 21 to about 28, I just want to apologize uh, for everything that I did. And I wrote out a list of everything <laughs> I did. I don't need to write a list. It's just they know. 20, yeah. 22 to 25. Well, just sorry for those years. Which is crazy. <laughs> to everyone well, I knew. Back I, in the day, and we've yeah. heard this in the Untold podcast, is back in the day, 16, you were off fighting wars, you were raising families. And here we are at 25, like not even able to figure out how to do taxes. Well, our life expect. <laughs> well, first off, taxes were a little less complicated back then. That's yeah. true. But also, our life expectancy expectancy is like quadrupled. Right. So, so we can delay our intelligence. We can just kind of live. <laughs> we can take the time to uh, figure it out. We can mm-hmm. ease into mm-hmm. adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. What about you, Grant? You feel like a grown up yet? Um, sure. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I would. Probably say I felt like most like an adult. Um, I feel like when my wife and I bought a house, I think uh, mm-hmm. because it's like now I have this responsibility, this like bigger responsibility, yeah. and I realized that I'm an adult. Really, it hit me when I was sitting in our family room in lawn chairs, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I I guess I have to furnish this place now." <laughs> and so for like a while, yeah, we were just like chilling in our you know old couches that were hand-me-downs and stuff like that or or like kitchen table or whatever so i'm just like dang i gotta i gotta do something to the crazy part the crazy part about that is just how your version of adult changes at that moment it's like all right well let's go to uh let's go to rooms to go or ikea and have a new new couch 
And now, you know, as you get older, it's like, okay, I don't really need a new couch. Uh, <laughs> or, oh, I saw this really good deal on Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Like, let's just go for that. Yeah. And so your your pendulum swings of what you're putting value. Right. In. Yeah. Well, and also when I'm now when I'm with my friends and I'm talking about like stuff like taxes or <laughs> man, I found this great deal at Costco the other day on yes. you know twenty four pack of toilet paper for ten dollars like. That kind of stuff is like when your your conversation switches from like, hey man, you gonna, yeah, play. stay out and party Friday night. Yeah, or, right. Oh, that's probably I didn't do that, <laughs> but you know. that is probably the moment when you like, or it's like eight thirty, and you're like, all right, it's time for <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm now I'm officially when I'm telling my kids to go to bed so that I can go to bed too. <laughs> that's when you cross the threshold of adulthood. I think time to take my fish oil and magnesium and. <laughs> Hit the hay. I just had to post on Facebook because I'm old and still use Facebook um, and ask for recommendations for joint supplements because my knees are going. Mm. <laughs> my joints. We're getting old. Um, Does it start gosh. aching when it gets cold out? No, it's more like, so I've started running again. Uh, Pre-kids, I ran a lot and I haven't run since I had Will and he's five. So it's been, you know, five and a half, six years. Um and my knee, my right mm. knee has started clicking. Wow, that's just it's like nice little love reminders. Yeah, it doesn't hurt, <laughs> but it's like a... It's like hey, signs. Just a, hey, take care of me, please. Please don't don't, don't push me too yeah. far. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively take care of this um, supplement, strengthen, that kind of thing. Because, yeah, I don't need my knees going. That's Grace's so knee cool. is just speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> feed me supplements. Gosh. Yeah, uh, yeah I uh, also re- recognized uh, the other day we had a family football game, and I ran like three routes. I was like, okay, uh, this is horrible. And so I've decided I'm going to start a flag football league called the Dad Bod Flag Football, and it's just for <laughs> normal average Joes. One time when I was like 26, I played in a flag football league, and there was a bunch of like 18-year-olds. And the difference between an 18-year-old athletic ability and a 26-year-old mm-hmm. athletic, especially me, who wasn't working out, <laughs> was very stark. So I stopped playing flag football, but I enjoyed it when I was playing with other dad bods. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's what way I'm going to go. Because mm-hmm. dad bods know, okay, instead of just like three timeouts, a half, you get unlimited. Whenever you can't breathe, you get to take a break. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, person, the person you're covering, every once in a while, every two routes or so, it's like, all right, we're just going to stand here. This is a good yeah. route. Let's don't move. Let's just take a break <laughs> on this one. It's You really like start you know, deciding like what's worth it. What's the route to move? What's worth it? Okay, it's third down. We got another down. Yeah, Let's you just know give what? it a <laughs> It's like one wrong move, and I'm in the ER. So. Yep, yep. Well, that's even you, Shelby, you went skiing and snowboarding over Christmas break, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to snowboard and I wasn't like great, but I I could get down the hill and I wouldn't fall and I wouldn't kill myself. I was thinking about it the other day. If I tried to snowboard, it's been over. Oh, I would love to see that. That I, would be <laughs> so cool. I'm actually very athletic. I said cool. Thank you very much. You're, you thought I was going to say funny. Uh-huh. You, you had us funny. in the beginning. But yeah. the idea of falling now. That's what I would love to see. Yeah. Ugh. I just look down and we're on the lift and, and there's Grace tumbling just – and a somersault down. It would just hurt so much worse now. I feel like I used to be able to recover so much better. The idea of doing the things I did in my early 20s, yeah. just it, mm. it's not the same. Yep, I hear you. 
I hear you. It's uh, tough getting old. And you are the oldest one no, here. No, I'm not. <laughs> you would probably. I'm not. You are older than me. Oh. Nice try. I don't feel like it. Point taken away. Mm. You're in the negative. Yay. <laughs> I'm positive. That's how Grant's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby's just, just you gonna keep going negative. Yeah. Until, until he loses. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's get started with the uh, story portion of the evening. To decide who goes first, I want to hear your titles, and then whoever has the best title can choose to either go first or um, make the other person go first. Okay. Awesome. Go ahead, Shelby. Oh, okay. Uh, my title is called The Acoustic Kitty. Aw. <laughs> it's got alliteration and a kitty. I like acoustic it. Acoustic Kitty. The Acoustic Kitty. Oh, like one word, acoustic kitty? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should have done that. Ah. <laughs> the acoustic kitty. Um, mine is nothing but hot air. So lame. There you go. <laughs> Let me <laughs> hold for applause. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm gonna give the title to Shelby. Yes. So Shelby, would you like to go first, or would you like to defer? To I've gone Grant? first like 17 times in a row, so I'm gonna let Grant go first. Oh, thanks, which man. tells you I never win on the title game. But ah. today I came with it and i typed in what i was going to talk about and chat gpt and it said you should call this story the acoustic kitty and it won oh cool did you really all right i did so what you're saying is you put no effort in that i mean Mm -hmm. i had to type it out yeah listen Mm -hmm. when you're an adult which i am you work smarter (laughs) not harder yeah just like running the routes you only have so many brain waves you can use Mm -hmm. in a lifetime i feel like we need a disclaimer when no. AI is used to... Just to name mm. it. It's just a name. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> my title is Nothing But Hot Air. So have you guys ever... Uh, just real quick. Have you guys ever ridden... Rid, Roden? Road. Roden is right. Road? Roden. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Roden. Uh, wow. Have you guys ever rid in... <laughs> Grace, help me out. What have you it? ever ridden in a hot air balloon? Yeah. Wow. Well, how'd ridden you know? in a hot how'd air? You know yeah, how'd you know it's Because it's hot about air? hot air. Don't wow. don't look at it. You said hot air. That is the uh, only okay. thing I could assume. Well, I could be talking about Shelby. I never have ridden in a hot <laughs> air balloon. See? Point for puns. <laughs> um, you haven't? I never have ridden in one. Have you? I have not. Grace? I would love to. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Even though I'm scared of heights, but I'm not falling from that height. Right. Preferably. So right. I think that sounds fun. Have would, you, I'm would, sorry. Have you seen those yeah. hot air balloons where they have dinner on them? Yes. And you like sit yes. and you're strapped into your seat? No, thank you. I don't right? want to do that. Yeah, no way. No, thank you. You drop your fork and it stabs a man in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the one getting hurt, not you. Yeah, I mean, you, they, they'll just give you a new fork. Yeah, happens. right? Like, waiter. Um, would, Maybe they would only you use sporks. <laughs> God. <laughs> would you do it? Uh, it would take a lot. I the one thing I'm afraid of is heights, but yeah. I do force myself to mm-hmm. get past that fear. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you've been with me on like acrophobia, the roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, like that's all about heights. See, right. that's way scarier to me though because you know you're going to free fall at some point. Whereas like hot mm-hmm. air balloon, mm-hmm. how many people actually fall out of hot air balloons every year? Seven. I would. I would do it when I look down. I would get queasy. I would, but I would get through it, like just yeah. to say I did it. Yeah. But then that would be it. I could not do it with my family. Oh no! Oh no. yeah, we did. Yeah. We did the uh, St. Louis Arch one time, mm. and if you've ever been in there, the windows are angled, mm-hmm. and all of the kids were just laying on the windows, and, and it just moves. banging on. It. Yeah, it's moving, and the Ooh. whole time I'm just like back it up. Okay, please stop. Dude. But I can't say anything because everyone's yeah, well, and it's very claustrophobic yes. up there. There's yeah. that one place in. I, I want to say Dubai. I could be wrong, but it's like 
this place where you are supposed to lean up against the glass and then the whole glass just uh-huh. shifts forward. Oh, like tilts out. Yeah, and nope. tilts out and you look just straight down. No, nope. I don't no, need thank that you. in my life. No, thank nope. you. Um, okay. Well, I was just wondering about that. Uh, glad we established. No um, hot air balloon rides here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do it once and that's it. We're Call all it scared of heights and the ocean. Yeah. We don't really like much. We just sit in this podcast studio <laughs> that is Grace's kitchen. Um, so uh, I want to talk about the first hot air balloon flight, um, and that was done in 1783. Good have you guys, Lord. Yeah. Have you guys heard about what happened during the... Because I feel like this this part of the story is, is kind of known, um, where uh, this balloon was created by a French scientist named Jean-Francois de Roser. Great pronunciation. Good Thank job, you. Grant. I practiced for hours before this. <laughs> um, so he showed it off. He showed this balloon off in front of the French king Louis the Sixteenth, Marie Antoinette, and a crowd of about 130,000 people. Good Lord. Yes. And it was in the courtyard of the Palace of Versailles. Mm. All right. So the first passengers, uh, this might be the, the thing you guys have heard of before, but the first passengers ever in a hot air balloon were a sheep, a rooster, and a duck. I Can you imagine those <laughs> together in a... Yeah. That was, seems wildly irresponsible. It would be chaos, yeah. The rooster is just f- flopping around. Right. Trying to fly. Right. Uh, well, it's flying at that moment. Well, it, it, yeah, it is. falling with style. It's, yeah. And <laughs> the, the sheep duck? is like, I've never been over the earth the sheep, five feet. The sheep's yeah. trying to eat the basket. Yeah. Yeah. The duck just flies away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. Actually, the duck didn't go up with them. It just landed <laughs> yeah. in the basket. Dang, that backfired. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, these are the first passengers ever in a uh, hot air balloon. Um, the, the hot air balloon floated for only about eight minutes. Okay. And flew a total of two miles before landing safely back down in the courtyard. So that was the first ever flight of a hot air balloon, right? I, who was steering this thing? Nobody. The duck. They, <laughs> so obviously. Fly. I'm just saying they just yeah. loosed a balloon with animals in it and were no, like, no. Oh, well, we hope for the best. Well, they had ropes attached to it. Good. So they oh, were so just, they like walked it? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha, it gotcha, was gotcha. like a demonstration of how we can oh, okay. do this. I'm yeah. impressed by your use of the word loosed. They loosed a balloon. That was good. Oh, thanks. Not a word you hear a lot. Loosed. It was. It was yeah. better than me saying ridden. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we are smart. Rodin, yeah. Rodin ridden. Grace carries the smart factor on this. Um, so fast forward a few hot decades after hot that. Hot decades. Hot decades. I can't speak tonight. Fast forward a few decades, uh, and hot air ballooning had been going on for you know a while. It had just kind of become like a little hobby, you know, not people were playing around with it, trying to see, you know, how high they can get. Um, enter, dangerous. Right. Yeah. Not something I would want to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enter a man named Francisque Arbonne, ah. who was a French circus performer uh, during the 1800s. Okay. All right. So he was fascinated with the idea of hot air balloons, and he wanted to see uh, just how far he could get in a hot air balloon, right? So, like, Mm. people were testing their hot air balloons, trying to see, you know, how high they could get. He wanted to see how far he could travel in one, right? So, he flew several flights starting in 1832. Um, 
But he did most of his flying uh, in Italy between 1845 and 1849. So he he's doing several trips mm-hmm. all around Italy um, with his hot air balloon, seeing just you know how far he can make it, right? Um, and actually, while he was making his 12th flight in 1846, when he was flying to Rome, he actually had to be rescued from the sea <laughs> because he crashed off the coast of Trieste okay, in wow. Italy, right? Wow. So he had to be rescued. How embarrassing would that be? Just, you're... I mean, but could you imagine back then, like, you don't see, you know, we see planes in the sky all the right. time. We see, we live right by a little mini mm-hmm. airport. We see teeny tiny planes fly no big deal. Could you imagine in the mid 1800s just seeing a balloon float oh, yeah. by and UFO. land in the yeah, basically. Yeah, that was that was the 1800s version of the UFO, that right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, wonder, he, I'm sorry. What yeah. do they look like? I'll, I'll have to look up a picture because you right. know I didn't have like a wicker basket on the bottom. Yeah, and a metal flame thing like they're mm-hmm. probably holding just... a torch up there. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, like. When I was like researching this, yeah, it was more of just like a platform. So they weren't even oh my in a basket. They were just standing on a platform. Nope. Yeah. I'm out. Nope. Right. Right. And eventually, like, they, you know, obviously did oh, the we baskets later in the 1800s. But this makes the sheep story even better. <laughs> I know, right? Sheep is just standing yeah. on a they piece just of had plywood. A floor <laughs> and the sheep just waters off. I'm pretty amazed the duck stayed there. I'm going <laughs> to be honest with you. Wow. He's, he's a good duck, he's a trained duck. Um, so yeah, he, um, yeah, he crashed into the sea, but he didn't let that stop him. He wanted to go farther. He decided that he wanted to be the first one to fly over the French Alps. Also risky. Yes. And cold. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, not even cold up in the air, but you're Mm -hmm. traveling. If you crash land. Yeah. What are you doing? Have fun surviving. Right. Right. Yeah, um, not a plan I would want to follow. But his his plan was to take <laughs> off in uh, Marseille and land in a town called Turin. Right, so mm-hmm. this was his flight path. He uh, wanted tur- to take. Turin, Georgia. Turin, Georgia. Wow, yep. that's I've been the Turin right? tractor pull yeah. before. Well, that's how it started, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so he wanted. This is his flight path from Marseille to Turin. Uh, so in September of 1849, he took off. In uh, this new hydrogen balloon mm-hmm. that he created, uh, um, hydrogen. Why is it hydrogen? Well, that was the. the Isn't that the blimp thing? Is the yeah. Hindenburg? Yeah, yeah. So the, it was the most popular, you know, type of fuel back then because it was, you know, obviously lighter than air huh. and it was pretty like easy to get. I guess. I feel like this is foreshadowing. I'm sorry. Well. <laughs> Maybe we should start with this. Hmm. How do hot air balloons work? Is it <laughs> they're Blowing up with the heat today. From the yeah, so today hot, they are hot air rises, so they just heat the normal air in yeah. the balloon, and it Trap, rises. It above traps the, cold the hot air. air. Back then, it was basically a helium balloon that's just floating, <laughs> <laughs> but well, hydrogen this, instead. Hydrogen, yeah, this hydrogen. So I imagine he wasn't fueling it with fire. It was just a not. hydrogen balloon. So, mm-hmm. and it'd be interesting to see. Hi, I don't know where the story is going. Right, but right. Hydrogen cold. Yeah can freeze so i don't know what that freeze point well, is but i'd be interesting to see where this goes don't get just for, no, tell the okay story. all right so foreshadowing me, yeah yeah wait that's me no I, I <laughs> thanks that. shelby no you just you. talked him through the foreshadowing <laughs> thank you for helping me um so yeah in, in september of 1849 he took off in this new hydrogen balloon um 
And here he goes. He reached 15,000 feet. Mistake one. Horrible idea. <laughs> 15,000 feet. And the journey took him a little over four hours to complete in this hydrogen balloon. Over the Alps? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. He made it? Well, well I'm about oh, to tell okay, you. Okay, Hold on. Okay. Um, so four hours to complete. Well, I guess I did, I did <laughs> tell you he completed. So it took him four hours to complete. And after traveling over 230 miles, he finally landed on a farm in a town about four miles west of the town of Turin. Hmm. So he just landed in this in this field, and the farmers actually like it says they ran out, and they're like, "What is this?" A UFO just yeah. landed in their backyard. I probably would too. Pa, get the shotgun. You'll never believe who greeted him: a sheep, a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all standing on the backs of one another. Yes, they walked <laughs> up. They said, "Congratulations." <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> was a bad idea until he oh made it. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. I, but think about that. I, think about in the 1800s, you know, like being the first one to fly. Everybody before this had been just, you know, it's just like their little hobby. They go up and they fly, you know, as high as they can. They this dude was like, things. yeah, They he said, I want to see how far I can get. Wait, and what's So yeah. if he hit 15,000 feet, mm-hmm. how high were other people getting? Not that high. <laughs> He said, I'll beat you in height and yeah. distance. I mean, he, yeah, he was, because, so what, what's most impressive about this, I think, is that there's no real way of steering a hot air balloon. No, that was immediately <laughs> right. my thought process. There's no way to steer one, and I even looked it up, and even today, I mean. Let's just kind of hope for the best. Well, yeah, and, and today it's more, I mean, obviously with GPS and all that, like, they can stay on course better, um, but. They really, the, and I looked it up how they fly because I was interested. Apparently, they they rise and fall. <laughs> Shut up, Shelby. I know you're looking at me. They rise and fall, and they try to catch air currents, basically. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they try to c- catch these hot and cold air currents as they're going back up and down. But like to do that back then in the 1800s, oh my goodness, yeah, that like awful. that's that's crazy. And the fact that he got within four miles of his destination where he wanted to be. That's impressive. That's insane. Um, so that's what he's known for. He was, he was the first one to fly, you know, at long distance. Unfortunately, during another flight on October 7th, so about a month later, uh, Arben's balloon was blown over the Mediterranean Sea and he was never seen again. Mm. Uh, so he disappeared. He, got, he flew a little too close to the sun. It was like up. Yeah, he is now. He went to the falls. Time with that dog that has that weird speaker box. <laughs> Doug, 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 Doug the dog. Um, so yeah, uh, Arben is said to have just started air ballooning, hot air ballooning, as they call it, as a sport. You know, because uh, despite the danger and the lack of practical applications, <laughs> it really so serves no know, purpose. Right. You know, it, it started the whole sport of hot air ballooning, and they they contribute him as the person who really you know got to go. Let me just preface that. Okay, is, that is not. Yes, a sport. we know your whole okay. thing. Your go back and listen okay. to another thing. <laughs> but like he, <laughs> the art. So he was in eighteen. Uh, he did this in eighteen forty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, the sport, art. quote unquote, Thank art. You. The art stopped until 
the 1940s where they picked it back up again because it just they're like this is I mean this guy disappeared they yeah. saw this, <laughs> this guy disappear and it's like, risky with not a lot of reward yeah. other than floating up in the air and right. getting to see some amazing views right so in the 1940s uh, they picked it back up they they perfected uh, this and they made safer balloons they made <laughs> Uh, not hydrogen They had anymore. baskets instead yes. of platforms. Yes. So in the 1940s, it picked back up and it started, and that's why we have hot air ballooning today. Listen, I know a little bit of this to my soul. Uh, for Christmas, your soul. yeah, Christmas, Dodge got a drone, and <laughs> I went out in my backyard, and I was like, let me show you how to fly this boy. And uh, it took off, and mm. instantly, it must have hit one of these currents. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, it just flew off, flew off in the distance. Yeah. This is a propellered machine, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it to come <laughs> back. It was gone instantly. Yeah. I mean, within 30 seconds, it was gone. Just like Arbin. And Dodge just stood there, and I said, I will have to buy a new one. Merry Christmas, Merry, Dodge. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, Merry Christmas. He didn't even get to try it. Right. It might have been a hot air balloon. <laughs> so, yeah, might have. Uh, so the fact that this man even got remotely near on yeah. the first one is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you get hydrogen, though? What? Yeah, where? I want to know where, like, their supply of hydrogen. Like, how are you separating hydrogen from that other time things yeah. and right. putting it in a balloon? That's pretty that is they one have, part. They didn't have did hydrogen containers that were, like, like we have helium containers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, apparently, we're running out of helium. I've heard. I've heard. We, we need things. to quit. Quit throwing up those balloon arches, people. I, mm. I just, uh, we have a container of helium, and every day, uh, in memory of just different things, I'll let some balloons go. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I buy large. You just you inhale know, it every once tanks. in a while well, to you do your back, Mickey Mouse impression. Yes, yeah. if you go back to season one, you remember the Cleveland story about uh, the oh helium balloons yeah. and the natural disaster the, that was. It wasn't a natural disaster. The people naturally are just stupid. stupid people, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, before when you guys were talking, I was like, how how do they keep the flame? Like they didn't have like propane and stuff. I when I was researching it, they would just <laughs> they would carry just sticks and hay and all this <laughs> and burn stuff. Yeah, like this just is so unsafe. I know that. Like like why would you get into this? They just carried all this and put it in this like basically like a fire pit on there and they would just put it in. Can you imagine you just run out of material? It's like, oh, here well, we go. I guess we're going down. Yep. <laughs> we're done with the trip. Yeah. I guess we... the, I wonder how long in other traditions were they doing the candle things? I mean, you've like seen the lantern. Yeah. yeah the, the lantern. Cause that's the same thing. So yeah. yeah maybe... But it's with air. Hmm? It's with hot air. It's not like they put hydrogen. In no, there. yeah, right. Yeah. But the idea of but they flames. did have the hot air balloons back then before the hydrogen balloon. So yeah. like they still were operating like that. But yeah, hmm. same concept. So this was they, new just beginnings, a giant candle. Right? Yeah. So the new beginning side of this beginning of hot, hot air, air ballooning as a sport oh, yeah. specifically. Yeah, it's not a sport, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I like it. It was a good story tied into the theme. I guess we did how to build them racing. That would be a sport, I guess. Because there's a clear winner. It doesn't take athletic ability, though. Yeah. He was racing against time to be the first I mean, one. <laughs> that probably took some athletic ability. Racing okay. against humanity. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that lame story. Uh, I Good have. One. <laughs> see, see what he does? Mine's called The Acoustic Kitty. That is a cute title. I like Acoustic it. Acoustic Kitty. Have you ever heard my box of kitten noises? No. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Stop. Did you just inhale the helium that we were talking mm-hmm. about? Hydrogen. Actually inhaled hydrogen. No. Not good for you. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> Don't. Don't light a match around you. <clears throat> okay, so we are for the acoustic kitty, we're going back to the Cold War. Um, acoustic kitty in the Cold War. Mm, that was a band name that I started oh, in high yeah. school. <laughs> Welcome to the radio show. I Acoustic played the Kitty cone. In the cone. Yeah. <laughs> the cone. The cone. How many more can we do? The alliteration is off <laughs> the charts. I mean, I feel like you should get a point for that. Um, there you go. Uh, that went to me. So, uh, he's, at, so he's at zero now? <laughs> he is. <Yeah. laughs> so we're going to the Cold War. If you think about the Cold War, I didn't grow up. Grace, you were probably around Oh, my time. God. I am six but months we, younger than you. Oh, you're <laughs> negative again. So. <laughs> we're back, back to zero. <laughs> yeah. You know, us and the Soviets, we were uh, constantly trying to outwit one another, especially with the intelligence race, trying to uh, fake moon landings and trying to turn off troll Shelby. For a <laughs> Just turn it off. Trying to uh, trying to spy on each other and um, having proxy wars and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, in all that, uh, we wanted to really find out some more intelligence, and so uh, the uh, the American government in the 1960s launched a program called the Acoustic Kitty. Ooh. All right, Acoustic Kitty. <clears throat> the idea was that they were going to take these kittens. Uh-uh, I don't like it. I already uh, don't like it. This is bad. <laughs> and they were going to surgically implant a microphone and a transmitter into the cat's <laughs> ear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, not where I thought you were going. So this is like the fake bird drones before the birds, basically. <laughs> yeah. It was the yeah. kitty, bir- is, kitty drones. This is the real-life kittens that we training um and okay the cia took these kittens and with these radio transmitters they were trying to train them where if they would hear like a certain tone then the cat would go right if they heard mm. another tone the cat would go left so they're basically turning into real life remote control cars uh-uh. <laughs> and this was no. the plan the government approved it it was a, a very classified program <laughs> They spent $20 million mm, okay. doing this thing. Mm. Tax uh, dollars at work, people. <laughs> they had trained and trained and surgical uh, surgical implants of these kittens and these radio transmitters over and over and over. And they would train and it wouldn't work. So then they would take the... I mean, these cats were going through multiple surgeries. Oh. These poor kittens. Finally, they figured out one. And oh, they put the radio transmitter in the right spot. And put the little beeping thing in the right spot. And uh, they found, again, this is $20 million worth of stuff. Jeez. Um, so the first acoustic kitty mission, um, they wanted to eavesdrop. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a Disney Channel show. Your first acoustic kitty mission, if you choose to accept it. It's like this is a cartoon. Just because <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just love great. thinking about the people that came up with this idea. <laughs> they and they and they got the budget of twenty million dollars yeah. to do it. I mean, what? And twenty million back then was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it would equate to, but that's a lot of money. Today it's nothing. I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, they so they found basically they wanted the this first cat to eavesdrop on two men in this park outside of the Soviet embassy in Washington D.C. Okay. So this was the uh, trial yeah. run. Yeah. So you think about all the efforts, all the trial and error. They put these robot things in. They got the approval of $20 million. They did all these surgeries. They trained these 
cats. If you ever try training a cat, it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see them doing... Why did they not do this with dogs, I guess? I don't know. That is a good question. Cats I, are more... Less inconspicuous, I guess. I guess there's maybe more like wild cats yeah. just walking around, mm. I guess. Well, if there's a level of control... First off, the implication of being able to install something in a mammal's brain and control mm. where it goes and what it does is pretty scary. Have you heard about the new Tesla or Elon Musk chip that they're trying to put in people's brains? Uh-uh. <laughs> You haven't heard about this? No, I haven't heard about oh, this. Oh, they've tested on monkeys, and like the monkeys can, with their thoughts, play Pong on a computer. This is oh, okay. cool. Yeah. It's coming. The Planet future's the terrifying, y'all. Uh, so, but this was in the 1960s. So that technology quite... I mean, a computer in the 1960s was yeah. as big as this room. So, And they were putting that in they their were brain. Put, put <laughs> <this> in <a laughs> cat. And cats are very hard to train. I guess if you put it in a dog, the dog would be like, oh, look at me. Look, yeah. Uh, it's like jumping up on the Soviet. Mm. Cats are all business. Cats yeah. will just sit under the bench and do right. the listening. Yeah. They're just going to lick themselves under the bench and take care of business. <laughs> Gross. Dogs are trying to get petted yeah. or pet or patted, Ridden. if you will. Our, uh, our, our grammar this. Yeah. Brought <laughs> this to you by that. Grammarly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So they find these two guys. They want the cat to eavesdrop. So across the street, if you can imagine one of those like movie vans where yeah. all the CI is hot and sweaty inside. Like, this is it. This is what we've, we, we set out for. And they open the door. They put the cat down. They get the controller <laughs> out. And they're like, beep, 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 sending this cat out. And instantly, the cat just rejects what it's telling, what they're telling it to do. Uh, Goes the opposite way and mm. gets run over by a. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh my no. god! No, no. Twenty million dollars. I mean, that that point was not for the death of the poor Dude. innocent kitty that they mutilated. It was for the. Uh, just serves you right. $20 million that's, down the drain. There goes your project. So they, in the official report, it says cats tend to move around too much. And the microphone <laughs> <laughs> and the microphone and transmitter often fell out or malfunctioned, oh rendering God. the cats useless. <laughs> it's, <sighs> so it didn't quite work out as, as they thought it would. Well, listen, Dude. I don't think I'm an expert by any means, but I feel like if you had told me that idea. Yeah. I could have told you that that would not work. Yes. Well, okay. So, man, tying this into New Beginnings, the New Beginnings side is they thought this was the thing that was going to turn the page on the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Like this whole branch decided we are going in on kittens, (laughs) going all in. We are kitty espionage. (laughs) Yeah, and and this is going to be the thing that takes down the Soviet Union, and it'll be a new beginning to Russia. Mm. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Shelby, I need to know: Are you trolling me right now? Is this real? This is a real story. It got declassified in two thousand one. So it was classified up to two thousand one. In two thousand one, it was declassified. The testimony of the cat being run over by a taxi was in that. Uh, and then the government came out and said, actually, that didn't happen. So I think they were trying to cover themselves. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, so it, for some reason, they tried to do it. It didn't work. They backed out. They realized that cats don't really, one, take good uh, feedback, and they just want to do their own thing. It, and two, they didn't have technology that was going to do that. It took mm-hmm. them $20 million to figure out that cats won't listen to you. Yes. <laughs> wow. 20 million. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
I could have told you. I could have yeah. saved you $20 million. Just go. So, pss, 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 the government did say that all the cats that they had in the program, after they after they ended the program, they went back in and surgically removed all the implants that they put in their oh, brains. And I just can't reiterate this enough. When we think of a brain implant right now, we're thinking of a microchip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Microchips didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm imagining so, a cat with like a box on the side of their yeah. head. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Very it subtle. It was Frankenstein. Yeah. They just got like wires coming out. Gosh. And yeah. It just didn't work. I feel like uh. I would think I would see that cat that was trying to spy on me, and I would be like, "Oh my god, this poor kitty got <laughs> yeah. tangled in some wire. Let me rip it off of you." It's just dragging this giant Ugh. computer of a head. Maybe now that they've figured it all out, this makes sense that birds aren't real. That maybe no, they are god. all just being controlled. By Welcome the to conspiracy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached this side of podcast. So there's the story of the acoustic kitty. Wow. I have no words. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was absolutely insane. And I like that you like kind of stuck within the topic. Good, good job. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like you like to skirt that edge. So yay. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to give this one to Shelby. Yes. Take that, Grant. That was a, uh, that was a pretty crazy. Your I'm gonna... story was full of hot air. I was, yeah. Well. I, no, listen, I really liked that story. This was a tough one because I enjoyed that. I think it was relevant. I think it had a lot of good, interesting points and facts. And you got to let him win one. Yeah, apparently. every once Thanks. in a while. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to throw him a bone if he's going to keep being on the podcast with us, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I've really, that story is insane. And yeah. I'm going to go Google it after this and try and learn that more about crazy. it because that's absolutely the craziest Gosh. thing I've heard in a long time. The thing that makes me think of is like if the government's doing that to kittens, what else are they doing? I mean, okay. All right, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we don't if know. Y'all Save don't, it for the conspiracy podcast. If y'all don't know Shelby, he has a lot of theories about a lot of different things. So. I do. Uh, go <laughs> they're not in. theories. They're real, man. <laughs> they're real. Go to go tune in to Shelby's Tinfoil. Uh, <laughs> tinfoil podcast. Uh-huh. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for your stories. I enjoyed both of those. I think they were both great. Um, and if you're uh, joining us, uh, check us out next week when Shelby will be hosting. Yeah. Um, and Grant and I will be telling the stories. I've got a good topic, Grace. Oh, yeah? Do you know what it is already? I do. What? I don't want to say it just in yeah, case you guys go look and you can't find a story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's let the listeners... Keep them coming back. Just come back. It's Cliffhanger you for next week. Uh, Shelby's robotic got... dogs is <laughs> the topic. Shelby's got a really good topic next week. So be sure to check us out again next week. Um, thank you for joining us. I am Grace. I'm Shelby Barker. And I'm Grant. Have a good night. Why am I the only one that said my last name? I'm Grant Yeager. <laughs> I'm Grace Outlaw. <laughs> See y'all. See ya. Peace out. everyone this is grace real quick before you go we want to thank you for listening to the untold podcast we really appreciate your support and taking the time to check us out if you liked what you heard leave us a review and let your friends know about us and if you have any questions or story ideas send us a message on instagram or tiktok at untold the podcast thanks again and we'll see you real soon